Welcome to episode 79 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that we nerd out about, and you nerd out about, and everybody nerds out about. Today is Thursday, January 29th, the year of our Lord, 2015. I am Jeremy, and as always, I am joined by my illustrious, wonderful co-host, partner, in life, and in pod. So, we had a little change of plans today. Uh, Today, I am actually flying solo. Usually, as you know, we consistently, I mean, if there's one thing that we're good at as a podcast, I would say that it's getting our show out on a consistent, regular basis. You know, every week, you can always count on us, Friday, you, you turn on the old iPod and, you know, see our new show. It gives you something to listen to on the way to work on Friday. Um, Unfortunately, plans were a little derailed this week. Uh, As you heard the beginning of last week, Christina, usually my co-host, she fell ill, uh, was beginning to fall ill, and uh, it proceeded to get worse after we recorded last week, and she had a big long conference last week for work and didn't get a lot of sleep, didn't get a lot of rest, and I think that kind of compounded things, and and she got the flu that's been going around, which is, um, she was out of commission uh, for <laughs> this week, un- unfortunately, but she is um, hopefully going to be back to the land of the living by next week, so we're going to have kind of a truncated show for you this week. I just have a couple things to talk about. I do have a very special guest that has agreed to join me on the phone for part of the show. So that will be exciting. We'll get to that in a moment. And then um, just had a couple things to talk about, and uh, we'll let you go. Let me go ahead and get uh, get get our special guest co-host on the phone. Give me a second here so I can uh, dial him up. Right. Um, he- he- hello. Are you there? Yeah. Uh, I'm as surprised as you are this week. Uh, we will. Uh, we're actually joined by the running back for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, Marshawn Lynch. So he's um, f- for some reason, you know, uh, agreed to uh, to come on the show. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Okay. Well, I I'm not sure that I actually have the. Uh, the ability to do that, but, uh, but whatever. Um, so, uh, how, uh, how, how's your, uh, how's your week going, uh, Marshawn? I've been rocking this beast mode thing kind of hard. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can imagine. I know I've, I've seen you, uh, seen you in the news, uh, the news quite a bit. So I, uh, I, re- I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us for the show. Have you, uh, are you, are you a big podcast listener? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have uh? Do you have, have you ever listened to our show? Yeah. And uh, what 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 did what did you think of the show? Just here, so I won't get fined. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I I understand. But um, it, well, let me ask. What's your what's your favorite what's your favorite podcast that you've listened to? Hey, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, you know, Marshawn, feel free to uh, feel free to jump in. Uh, you know whenever you'd like to you're you're more than welcome to 
pitch in. I'd love to hear from you if you ever have anything to say. And uh, other than that, we'll just we'll just jump right into the things that we have to cover for this week. So, guys, um, first of all, last week's show, for some reason, we had uh, we had about twice as many downloads as we usually do. Um, almost exactly twice as many downloads. I'm fairly sure that it was probably because of the title. <laughs> it was alluding something to uh, whether me and Christy are ever going to get married or not. But hey, I'll take it. So thank you guys for listening. New listeners, I appreciate you coming by. And as always, we like to ask people to, if you haven't already, just subscribe to the show. Search for Nerd Out Loud on iTunes and subscribe to the show. And then every time we put a new one out, there you go. Um, There's also links on our website for everything, www.nerdoutloudpod.com. There you go. Exactly, yeah. So uh, as Marshawn says himself, there you go. Nerdoutloudpod.com. All of our subscribe links and everything are on there. And that way, whenever we put a new show up, it just uh, it just shows up on your mobile device or your computer or whatever you listen to podcasts with. So thank you, uh, new listeners. You're awesome. Along those lines, speaking of romance, friend of the show, Katrina, we've mentioned her a few times. I got a funny message from her the other day about how uh, Katrina recently has re-entered the dating world, and we actually had hoped to get her on the show at one point and and maybe help her fill out her dating profile on the show and see what happens, but... uh, kind of beat me to the punch and she had already set it up and but she messaged me the other day and said that uh, there was this guy on match.com I guess the service that she was using and she said that he mentioned in his profile that he's kind of nerdy and that he likes to nerd out about stuff and so she actually wrote him asked him why he uses the phrase nerd out and said that he has some she has some friends that have a podcast called the Nerd Out Loud Podcast. And he actually, I guess, started downloading the podcast and they've been listening to it. And he, he's been listening to it. And now Katrina and this guy have actually gone on a few dates and, and are, are bonding over this podcast. So, hey guys, if that's not a reason to listen, I don't, I don't know what is. Because you could, uh, you never, you never know what could happen. Oh yeah, this spot hot. Yeah, I I agree, Marshawn. I I agree. <laughs> so, so we had an exciting, fun-filled week last night. We mentioned last week that um, Christy mentioned that she had her annual kind of holiday party for her work last weekend, and we got the opportunity to go to that. And I, I had a I had a tremendous amount of anxiety, I guess, going into the event, primarily because it was a formal event, and so we had to wear dress clothes. And I don't, I don't know if everybody feels like this. I just assume everybody feels like this, but I, um, I, for whatever reason, I just cannot do dress clothes. Like every time I put dress clothes on, I feel like I'm like a little kid wearing my dad's suit. Like I don't actually belong to be wearing dress clothes, and I just feel kind of goofy and clunky and doesn't help that I have freakishly long arms. And so prior to this event, we actually had to go out to the store because I had to get some shirts. I, I found myself in the dressing room of Old Navy, I believe it was, and I was trying on shirts. And I, uh, you know, I, I am what they will call a, a man of larger carriage, what, what some would call. And, um, 
w- one of the frustrating things about being a fat guy is that they don't make clothes that fit. They don't make clothes that are actually fashionable that that are in fat man sizes. Like a- apparently they just assume that once you get to fat man status, like fat person status, you just no longer you've already given up about the way that you look. So why would you possibly want to wear fashionable clothes? I don't. So I in an attempt to try and find some fashionable shirts, some nice shirts for this party, I um went and and Christy had we you know, Christy brought me some shirts to try on and they they looked great and they were double XL, which is sadly um you know, I'm usually somewhere between an XL and a double XL. So I tried on <laughs> depending depending on the time of the month and how I'm feeling emotionally. So I I tried on these double XL shirts and all of the double XL shirts that I tried on were incredibly tight. And so I went to go look at them and I looked inside the tag, like inside the shirt to to verify that it said double XL and it said double XL slim cut. And I, I don't know if this is a new thing or why they would ever do that, but I honestly do not have any understanding as to why they would create, why they would make, uh, nobody that's wearing a double XL shirt is, is going to be a, a slim cut. Like by your very nature, if you're buying a double XL, you're not going to fit into a slim cut. So I don't know why they would create such a thing, but whatever. So anyway, I, I had that, um, you know, had a little bit of a breakdown in the old Navy changing room, but what I, we ended up finding some shirts, which is good. And, you know, went to Christie's work event, which was a blast, went to a very fancy hotel. And, um, you know, they, if there's one thing that her work does well, it's managing drunk employees. No juice. Well, actually, Marshawn, interestingly enough, there was lots of juice there, um, adult juice and otherwise. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, you know, so anyway, so th- there was quite a few intoxicated people there. And they, when we, we were actually staying at the hotel where the event was, but when we went in, we had to, like, show them our cards to tell them like our room keys to prove that we were staying in the hotel and if we didn't then they actually take your room key away (laughs) and uh or not your room key they take your car keys away and to be able to get your car keys back you have to pass a a breathalyzer test otherwise you can't and if you fail enough breathalyzer tests they just give you a cab voucher and i guess let you figure out how to get your car back the next day so all in all it was uh it was an interesting night. I will say one, one fascinating thing happened that I have never experienced before. They had, um, you know, they had a dance floor after everybody ate and everything like that. They invited everybody over to the dance area and they were had a DJ and they were DJing. And um, at a certain point, they, for some reason, had to shut down the... They had to shut down the music, but they didn't want the party to stop because it was only about like midnight or something and... And so they did. They didn't want the party to stop, and so they actually handed out headphones to everybody, and everybody wore these. Everybody wore these massive Bluetooth headphones, and the music was like piped into the, the headphones while everybody danced silently. So it was, 
it was kind of amazing. I um I got I got some video of it because it was it was uh, just bizarre, and uh, I was secretly hoping that they would just randomly like one person start sending them different music or like send different music to like half the room because I thought that would have been uh, that would have been amazing, but uh, sadly, <laughs> sadly that didn't that didn't happen. But we did have a fun time. I mean, Marshawn, are you? Are, have you been doing a lot of? I mean, I imagine there's probably not a lot of partying. Probably most of the partying is reserved for after. Hey, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, on, on, honestly, I'm not. I'm not sure why you would come on the show just to give me the same answer over and over again. It feels, but I do. I mean, I guess I, I appreciate you at least being willing to 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 come on. Thanks, Fags. Okay. Well, that. Okay. So we just have a couple more things, and then I will let you all go. I actually have a little, another show that I want to play for you at the end of this because I'm uh, proud of it. But um, usually I wouldn't do this probably if Christy wasn't here. Well, who knows what I would usually do because this has never actually happened before. And honestly, if you're still listening at this point, I <laughs> I, I appreciate it. But um, T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four. Three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marshawn. I uh, I figured, you know, I, I kind of took you for a space enthusiast. We can, uh, we can I think we can kind of spot each other as uh, space enthusiasts. So I did have uh, a couple things that I wanted to mention in regards to space news. One of them. A little, a little sad. The other, not so much. But there's only been three fatal accidents regarding um, space travel for NASA astronauts. Uh, there was the Apollo One fire, which killed three astronauts in 1967. There was the Challenger, which exploded in uh, 1986, and that had seven men and women on board. And then um, the Columbia, and that was in 2003, and the space shuttle broke apart on re-entry and weirdly enough uh all three of those accidents happened this week i mean in three different years but um this week so nasa does uh have a day called the day of remembrance and this this year it was on january 28th um, nasa is honoring its fallen astronauts with a special day of remembrance wednesday january 28th earlier this week which is the 29th anniversary of the uh, challenger space shuttle tragedy um, nasa's day of remembrance honors members of Na the nasa family who lost their lives while furthering the cause of exploration and discovery so i just wanted to mention that because it's i don't know it's Worth mentioning, I believe. So just because I don't want to leave it on a sad note with <laughs> Rat Space News, I did, this has been something that has come up more than once on the podcast, um, whether or not NASA is a waste of money or not. Came across this really cool infographic and I wanted to share because it just has some cool stats in it. So um, this is the e economic benefits of NASA technology. It has saved uh, 449,850 lives, estimated, I guess, which is uh, the population of Georgia. It's created about 18,000 jobs, which is the crowd capacity of Madison Square Garden. 
it has uh, revenue. Uh, the revenue generated is five point two billion dollars, and uh, costs reduce total. Uh, the cost reduces eighteen point six billion dollars. So this is um, NASA technologies that are saving lives, creating jobs, and revenue, and reducing the costs and environmental impacts for business. So. Shout out to all my haters out there. Space is uh, space is not bad. Space and space travel is actually good. I'm thankful. Yes, I. Uh, you know what, Marshawn? Me, me too. Me too. Yeah. So, guys, we are. Uh, you know, I'm going to wrap it up at this point it's an unusually short show um as always we'd love to hear from you hey especially new listeners there's uh you know a couple hundred whatever people that downloaded the show for that are new so hey if you're listening again this week first of all i'm sorry uh thank you for sticking through this long it's not always this bad i promise um Usually, if I have a co-host that's not Christy, they're a little more outspoken than uh marshawn that that is not to say that I'm not thankful for uh what he has contributed to the podcast hey i'm just here so i won't get fined no i know i know and i thank you for thank you for being willing to call it it i'm just here so i won't get fined yeah i i know and and thank you i i appreciate that but um we love to hear from you so you can reach us all of our contact information is on the website nerdoutloudpod.com you can subscribe on there you can reach out to us hit us up on twitter facebook we're at nerdoutloudpod on twitter um, I'm at Dadstronaut. Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. At this point, I'm just saying letters. Nobody's going to remember. But seriously, I do love to hear from you guys. So hit us up somewhere. We uh, love to hear the feedback. To close it out, so I, for my job, actually, my day job, I uh, actually, one of the aspects of my job is producing a podcast for uh, my a, a nonprofit and I we released a new show last week and it is totally different than this. It is not what you would uh, it is not what you would normally expect. It is in a uh, much different vibe, I would say, than probably what you're accustomed to on this show. Um, that said, uh, you know I put a lot of work into it and I'm proud of it kind of and uh i would love to share it with you guys so it's it's a podcast called better world radio and what i'm actually going to do is just tack it on to the last half of this um so if you don't have interest in that then by all means you can uh turn it off and we'll see you next week um if you do have interest stick around because i think uh some of you anyway might be interested in it so um We'll let you go. Have a great week, everybody. And, uh, of course, you know, Marshawn, thank you for coming by. I'm we just here so I won't get fined. I, I, I realize that I appreciate it nonetheless. It's always, uh, it's always thankful. Do you have, do you have any, uh, any last words or <laughs> last words? Any, well, oftentimes, you know, as if you've listened to the show, you know, we have closing words at the end. So is there anything, uh, anything you wanted to say? I'm just about that action, boss. We know, and you have a uh, you have a fantastic game this weekend. I wish you the best of luck. And, uh, go Hawks! Let your nerd flag fly! Yeah.
Beast mode. Stick around, guys. You don't have to, but uh, I'd love you to. But you don't have to. No pressure. And if you like Better World Radio, you can always just subscribe to that, too, if you want to. No pressure. No pressure. This is Better World Radio, a production of Tis Best Philanthropy. We're a nonprofit that supports other nonprofits through our unique giving programs. Tis Best charity gift cards are the tools we use to turn anyone, no matter their age or economic status, into a philanthropist. Over the last eight years, we've worked with thousands of people who are giving of their time, talent, and treasure to make this world a better place, and we've learned a lot about giving along the way. Every month, we share some of what we've learned with you here on Better World Radio, along with stories from people who are doing their best to create a better world. On today's show... Your brain says, hey, this is this is really great. This makes me happy, this experience of giving and making a difference. And um, and I want to I feel this way again. I want to do it again. A big part of our story today revolves around something called a charity gift card. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let me introduce you to the team. Hi, I'm John Siegel. I'm the executive director at Tisbest Philanthropy. Tisbest started uh, in November of 2007, and since that time we have raised several millions of dollars for the 300 charity partners that we work with. My name is Carly Ann Christensen. I'm the director of programs at Tisbest. A charity gift card is similar to a traditional gift card, like a Starbucks gift card or a Target gift card, but instead of the recipient going to one of those stores to purchase something with their gift card, they go to our website and they use the money on the card to make a donation to a charity that they feel passionate about. So it's a gift of giving, given by someone to a recipient, received and then redeemed online. From their inception, Tisbest was looking for ways to spread their message of charitable giving. From the outset, our founder, Eric Marks, had in mind a, a dream, really, to, to be able to take charity gift cards into the classroom setting so that we could teach kids about the joy of giving at a really early age. We created Discover Giving because we wanted to give young people the chance to think about what kind of an impact they want to make on the world. Well, it started with that, that dream of Eric's, and he conveyed that to me. Um, a number of years ago, we tried an experiment. We offered uh, our customers that they could uh, order from us, free of charge, special $1 charity gift cards. They could, they could ask for 10 or 25 of them or what they needed. And so uh, we had thousands and thousands of cards requested by people. Um, because, in part, they were free, and so <laughs> they were determined to be a good deal. We had so many requests. We, our printers were running 24-7, and, and we literally were taking printers home with us on weekends. <laughs> so we could print enough of these $1 cards. There were tens of thousands of $1 cards that we printed, and it was, it was crazy. It, um, and we never did that again. <laughs> We got lots of notes from the people who had requested them talking about how they had used them. And, and I was glancing through those notes one day, and uh, very shortly after we, we launched that program. And uh, one of the notes was from a teacher in upstate New York. And she had requested cards because she wanted to give each of the children in her class 
uh, a charity gift card that they could spend on their own in a classroom setting and talk about giving and charities and so forth. And I was so excited when I read that note because she had encapsulated in just a really simple way what we were trying to accomplish. And uh, we had been somewhat stymied because we're a smallish nonprofit. And, uh, and to create the curriculum and develop the program was going to cost us a lot of money that we just didn't have at the time. And she showed us that, by golly, we could get this program going, get it off the ground in a real simple way. And so uh, the next year, we took that, that idea and took it one step further. And we actually solicited from our, from our customer base um, teachers who, uh, well, we asked them, would you like to do a program similar to this? So we'd make available to you $1 at his best charity gift cards and some other simple classroom materials if you would like to do that. And uh, we started out with about 50 requests. And because of the, the time constraints of spring breaks and testing and so forth, about 15 teachers actually followed through with the program. And they had tremendous results. So it was a really great field test for us, an early pilot program, if you will. Uh, it didn't, the program didn't have a name. We called it Learning to Give. Turns out that was a, a trademark phrase that we couldn't use, and, uh, but, but it was <laughs> enough for us to get started that year. And the program was very, very successful. It was very simple. We provided very little support basically asked the teachers to use their own imaginations how they wanted to use those cards in that classroom setting. Well, Carly Christensen was eventually hired, in fact, not, not long after that, and she brought the skills that we needed to develop a formal curriculum and to create a program that was much more robust and met the needs of the teachers. And so she undertook to develop that, and uh, that's how we got where we are today with Discover Giving. Carly Ann Christensen. I am the director of programs at TisBest. I have experience as um, an instructor for an international nonprofit called Roots of Empathy that brings a baby into the classroom with a trained instructor to teach kids about empathy and emotional literacy. And um, I was able to kind of draw from that experience to develop the Discover Giving program. You know, the adults who received his best charity gift cards have such wonderful things to say about how it feels to make a difference and how it feels to do something good in the world with the gift that they received. And we believe that that feeling shouldn't be limited to adults, that, that children and students in the classroom can really get a lot out of that experience as well. In the beginning, it really wasn't anything other than an idea. All we had were the the gift cards, so we could we could put whatever image we wanted on the front of a charity gift card, and that's where we were to start with. There was no lesson plan, there were no activities, and really, there wasn't there hadn't been any research done either about how these types of activities might impact students and um, and their academic achievement. So um, we really started from scratch. And, you know, we had a hunch. I really believed that there was great potential for, you know, activities that centered around generosity and altruism to impact the students um, in a, a number of ways. But before we started really looking into it and, and really delving into the current research that's out there, that's all it was, was a hunch and, and an idea. And so um, it was so exciting to see 
the program develop from out of nothing, really, out of just that idea. We reached out to Michael Norton, who is one of the um, pioneering researchers on the relationship between giving and happiness. Um, and we talked to him early on in the development of Discover Giving. So he's been a great resource for us um, in terms of you know making sure that our lessons are based on current research and that we really have a solid understanding of what the science says about you know how the, how the brain responds to giving and um, what motivates us intrinsically to give and to do good and behave altruistically. Armed with scientific studies, expert research, and her own professional experience, Carly began building the foundational components of the program, and Discover Giving was born. Discover Giving is a classroom philanthropy project from TisBest, and it uses TisBest charity gift cards in the classroom to give students a hands-on opportunity to make a difference and um, start thinking about what they care about in the world and how they want to make a positive impact on the world around them. So um, it comes in a kit, which is called the Classroom Giving Kit. Included in each Classroom Giving Kit is a quick start guide for the teacher and an intro letter to the Discover Giving program, a $1 TisBest charity gift card for each student in the class, a button that says I can change the world for each student, and the lesson plan packet. The lesson starts out by giving students the Discover Giving definition for philanthropy. When we talk about philanthropy, we basically mean sharing our time, our talent, or our treasure with the intention of making a positive difference. So sharing time, an example of that would be when I went every single Saturday and, um, and I volunteered my time. I spent time doing something to make a positive difference because I wanted to help her. Um, sharing my talent uh, might have been when I was doing the art on the Get Well card. If I'm good at art, that's a talent, right? Um, another idea of talent might be if you're a really good singer and um, you go visit kids in the hospital and you sing for them. That's sharing your talent. Sharing treasure is like, it's like a material thing, it's a physical thing. So um, like money or clothes that, don't wear, that you don't wear anymore that don't fit you if you donate those to, um, to someone. Or what do you guys do at school? Do you have penny drives? Yeah. yeah. They get this this really great feeling from the very beginning that, wow, I'm, I'm a philanthropist. I'm already doing things to make a difference. They then get an introduction to a charity gift card and, and how that works and what a donation is and how charities use donations and rely on donations to operate. Then they get to use their charity gift card to make their own donation to a charity. So this one right here, you guys. They then have an opportunity to go to the kid-friendly online portal that we developed through TisBest that um, allows them to browse through the list of charities that they can choose to donate their dollar to. So every student has an opportunity to read through the descriptions of the different charities that TisBest has partnered with and select one to receive their dollar donation that they really personally connect with. For many of these young people, their choice to give is very personal. When students go through the donation process on the TisBest website, there is a step involved in spending their charity gift card where they get to write a note 
to their teacher about why they chose the charity that they donated to. And we are lucky enough to see some of those notes as they come through. And the students invariably make such a personal connection with the charity that they chose to donate to. So, you know, rather than I donated to the ASPCA because I like puppies, you know, the kids are writing things like, I donated my dollar to the ASPCA because it makes me sad to know that some animals don't have homes and every animal deserves to have a loving home. Or, you know, my dog died two years ago and I want to, you know, make a difference in the lives of other dogs. So kids are really connecting personally with the charities that they donate to. And um, we're seeing that here in the TisBest office. After the charity gift card activity, students come back together in the classroom and brainstorm additional ways to make a difference. Depending on how the teacher wants to run the lesson, you know, it's really flexible. They can, they can bring in a couple of the literacy activities. So students get to create a, a vocabulary word card by writing the word philanthropy on paper and writing down the dictionary definition, using it in a sentence and drawing a little illustration of what philanthropy means, philanthropy in action. It's more than just a dollar. These small acts of generosity are having a very real impact. The ripples are extending beyond the classroom. So when we started developing the program and we started actually researching, well, what happens in the brain when when people give, when people have an opportunity to give away money or, or spend time doing something for someone else or volunteering for or an organization? You know, how does that, how does the brain respond? What happens? And what we discovered is that um, just like with adults, children are happier to give than they are when they receive. So, you know, just like with adults, the the experience of giving and making a difference activates the reward center in the brain and creates what Michael Norton at Harvard calls a positive feedback loop. So your brain says, hey, this is, this is really great. This makes me happy, this experience of giving and making a difference. And, and I want to I want to feel this way again. I want to do it again. And we also have learned that when students are happier, when they're feeling good, they're more available to learn. And there have been you know, some really great studies that show that when students have an opportunity to volunteer or give back in some way, test scores improve, attendance improves tardies and absences go down and and so you know it's not just that it's impacting the students emotional lives it's really impacting their academic career as well what do the teachers have to say well i think discover giving gives the students an opportunity to experience giving in a way that they probably don't experience in their daily lives well i've never seen anything like it before I mean, I didn't. First of all, I didn't know that there was any kind of uh, a website where I could go do that. But to give that opportunity to students, I think really makes it unique. Um, they don't uh, see that kind of giving most of the times in their lives. They usually have that idea of a you know a billionaire as a philanthropist, not me with my dollar. I spoke with one teacher who did the Discover Giving lesson, who told me that. So one of the things that the students get to talk about is 
they made a difference by donating a dollar with their charity gift card, and then they get to brainstorm other ways to make a difference in the world around them. What can they do in their community, for example, or in their homes, or is there something that they can help out with at school to make a difference there? And one teacher told me that she had a student that came back the next week, and over the weekend she had held a lemonade stand and donated all the money she received from the lemonade stand to an animal shelter. I donate our penny drive for Normally it goes to animals because it normally, we get a lot of votes for that one more than anything else. And we just feel like any amount of money, it doesn't have to be a lot, but you can put in like pennies in the back table. So that was really exciting for us to hear about how the kids are taking these lessons and this experience of doing something good and then going out and um, coming up with their own ideas for ways to expand on that and do more. Carly and John have some big plans for Discover Giving, and this is just the beginning. Teachers have been incredibly enthusiastic about Discover Giving, and you know the teachers that have had the opportunity to run the lesson in their classroom have just loved it and we've seen some um, repeat teachers so teachers who ran it with their class last year have run it with their new class again this year and you know the main the main thing that we hear from teachers though is we I would love to run the discover giving program but I need a sponsor I need somebody who can sponsor it for me um, and you know we all know that teachers budgets are super tight and so even asking them to pay for, a Discovery Giving Kit, which is less than $100, that's really putting a burden on them financially. So that's why we created the sponsorship program to enable community members to provide the kits to classrooms in their area and respond to the teachers' needs that way. One of the pieces that stood out to me about the Discovery Giving story is that it was really born out of an experiment. They didn't set out to design the program that they have today, but they took the first step. They tried something, and through trial and error, Discover Giving was created. As a result, a whole new generation has the opportunity to discover the impact of generosity and learn how even just one dollar can make a difference. Well, we're, we're really becoming more than a, a charity gift card provider. Um, our vision is broader than that, and it's really, even beyond fostering the growth of non-material gift-giving. We, we really believe that the world is full of stuff. It's, it's, it falls out of our cars, and it, it's piling up in our backyards. And there are so many causes that are so worthwhile that need financial support. And we believe there's a very significant part of the population that has a heart for helping. And at the same time, we also feel an, an obligation or responsibility to teach the next generation about the joy of giving and about the importance of giving and the value that, that nonprofit organizations bring to their respective communities. And um, so we see Discover Giving as being a really viable mechanism for teachers and parents and administrators, schools uh, and students to all pitch in and be a part of that. We think that every kid has the ability to make a huge positive impact in the world. And we would love to give them that opportunity with Discover Giving. Philanthropy is... Philanthropy is... Uh, what? Philanthropy is when you help or donate stuff. 
Philanthropy is uh, giving money to an uh, animal shelter. Like taking your time to help somebody. If you help your mom do the dishes. Giving money or food to a child in need. And giving them something that they don't have to make the world a better place to live in. If you'd like to learn more about Discover Giving, the research behind it, and even see what the kids experiencing it have to say, head on over to tisbest.org slash discovergiving. All right, everybody, welcome to Better World Roundup, where we take a moment to fill you in on some of the more uplifting news stories from around the globe. And I am joined here today by Tisbeth's own Brittany. Say hello, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. <laughs> Tell everybody else, what do you do with Tisbeth? Um, I make Tisbeth look good or try to look good in the uh, graphics department. I'm the designer and project manager for our development team. Yeah, she not only makes our website look pretty, but helps to make sure that it keeps working. Yes, that's a big one. Which is very good. Making sure everybody's happy when they visit our site (laughs) and use our cards and stuff. Well, you're you're a um, you're a web person. Then have have you ever been to the blog humans of new york i have so humans of new york is it's it's a photo blog and um they share photos of like candid portraits like they take pictures of people that are just people in new york (laughs) as as the name as the name would lead you to believe (laughs) humans of new york and uh they ask little tidbits of their story and and usually share it in like a paragraph underneath the photo and it's there's always really interesting like unique people on there as a people watcher myself i kind of enjoy it but i i came across this news story because i found out that through that blog humans of new york they just raised three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on indiegogo to send uh sixth graders to visit harvard which I thought was pretty cool. The whole thing was inspired by um, a, by the author of this blog. Interviewed a young man and asked him who you know asked him who inspired him, and he said that uh, it was his principal. So the photographer then went and spoke with the principal, and uh, as a result, this Indiegogo campaign was born. And I thought that was pretty cool. The school is in one of the uh, highest crime a neighborhood with the highest crime rate in New York City and basically this money is going to go to send the entire sixth grade class once a year to visit Harvard with the idea that um, it will kind of be inspiring the kids and helping broaden their perspective to maybe things outside of the neighborhood. Yeah these kids um, go to school in Brownsville and it's it's said that people whenever they hear Brownsville they they expect that these kids are just going to be another, um, you know, drop out eventually or, or involved in gangs. And, you know, these kids are kind of growing up in a, in a pretty negative state for the school to be able to um, broaden their perspective on what it, what it is that they can achieve um, by sending them to these places like Harvard. I, I think that's a great um, opportunity for them. And I, it's, 
it's always interesting to see how um you know people are trying to promote this you know you should have this dream and no matter where you come from you're going to be able to reach that dream just you have to keep working at it so um yeah inspiring these kids at a young age is is really great absolutely well speaking of new york pizza pizza's from new york right that's a new york thing isn't it uh yeah i'm sure i get my regional foods confused sometimes so pizza i uh, another article that you actually sent over that i loved was about a pizza place this pizza place is actually in philadelphia but it's a place called rosa's fresh pizza and uh they're the owner a man by the name of Mason Wartman uh, started a, a pay it forward program with his pizza where people, when they purchase a, a piece of pizza, it's a lot of piece, they purchase a, <laughs> people, when they purchase a piece of pizza, uh, can pay a, an ex, a dollar extra to kind of pay it forward and buy a piece of pizza for somebody that needs it, a homeless person or whatever. Um, and then what they would do is they would take that like coupon basically for the free piece of pizza and they would take a post-it note and stick it on a wall uh, in this in this pizza place. Uh, and the owner, Mason, says that in the last year or so, 8,400 slices of pizza has been paid for. That uh, That's a lot of pizza. That, that's a lot of pizza and a lot of post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, actually, he was saying that uh, the person who started this uh, was inspired by a practice in Italy called Suspended Coffee. Um, so that was also interesting. Suspended that, coffee? Yeah, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll, you know, a customer will go into a cafe and purchase an extra cup for somebody who can't afford it. So, um, culturally, you know, sure. having these Italian coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also inspiring, uh, other chains to start this whole pay it forward program. So it's already started this whole ripple effect. That's been uh, pretty, pretty cool. Panera does it and apparently Starbucks. Um, and even though that the post-it note process of the pizza coming back to Rosa's pizzeria, um, it's kind of grown so much that he can't keep track of it on the post-its on the walls anymore. So what yeah. they do now is just write these thank you notes. And, um, one thank you note that has been, uh, um, kind of shown off kind of made me tear up a little bit. It was really, uh, really sweet. And it says, uh, I just want to thank everyone that donated to Rosa's. It gave me a place to eat every day and an opportunity to get back on my feet. I start a new job tomorrow. Everybody wants the world to change, but in order for that to happen, we have to change ourselves. And Rosa's is a great idea and example of that. Thank you. That's awesome. I like the, uh, I just love the concept that all it takes is a dollar. I mean, we just heard about Discover Giving where these kids are given a dollar and learning the impact that it has and i mean first of all a dollar for a slice of pizza is just a great deal <laughs> it seems like Tell a great business Gosh. model but uh yeah it's I, I love this kind of thing so hey if i ever am in philadelphia i'll definitely be swinging by rosa's fresh pizza do you um do you do you know any good pizza jokes Brittany? unfortunately <laughs> my pizza joke repertoire is a pretty lacking so uh, no yeah it's okay i was gonna tell you mine but it was just a bit too cheesy <laughs> so okay everybody thank you for joining us again as always we will put links to both of these stories and more in the show notes
before we sign off, a word from our executive director. And remember, late to bed, late to rise, makes you sick, poor, and stupid. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Music in this episode, courtesy of our friends over at Sounds Like an Earful. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell a friend. And of course, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can find us online at tisbest.org. And for John, Carly, Brittany, and the whole team here at Tisbest, thank you for doing your part to create a better world.